Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to the point after on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Go Hill Grove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Welcome inside the DVE studios. We are without Bill Hillgrove tonight, but Tunch and Wolf are kind enough to join me. A lot to unpack after the Steelers' 17 to 10 loss. Why are you looking at well, me? Well, like we're that? we're without Wolf because he's starting on I'm the pizza. I'm here. I'm here. No, he's on that pizza. He's present. He's present. Yeah, he, I'm present. He, 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 he picked up the box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the Bills left Heinz Field uh, clinching a playoff spot. And I know you guys aren't uh, all about social media, but there was some Bills Mafia fans waiting for their plane when it touched down around 2 a.m. Uh, in the freezing cold to uh, congratulate the team and welcome them back with open arms. Well, you know, there were so many Bills fans here. You know, uh, I was amazed uh, that they got that many tickets. Uh, I was amazed because they were going, uh, let's go Buffalo. They their cheer. Right. And, uh, uh, it, it was, and, and they all stayed and the Steelers fans exited and they were, uh, in the first five rows on the other side of the uh, stadium from us. And I, I was amazed at how many Buffalo fans were here. Not to mention the fact nobody, and I mean, nobody struts Zuba's like the Buffalo Bills fans. <laughs> I'm kidding you not. Did you see those Zubas? Yeah, you know, the those Zubas are way uh, out of style. <laughs> not but, in Buffalo, yeah, baby. Yeah, but not, 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 in, not at the Wolfley house either. <laughs> we used to have those, quite a few of those. My Bills. dad had Steelers ones when I was younger, and they embarrassed me very much so when he would wear them out of we, we all were We all wore Zubas, and the kids were always Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Short right. shorts and high white socks, too. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they were going, Dad, don't wear those shorts. <laughs> All right, so the Bills are definitely in the postseason. The right. Steelers, however, are not out of it just yet. As Cam Hayward put it uh, nicely, he, he said, uh, I will paraphrase here, we need to win the next two games. Uh, right. There was an extra word in there somewhere, but it is true. They have to take care of business first and foremost starting this week against the Jets. So I want to start with the Steelers offense and I guess what surprised you or maybe disappointed you in what they did last night. Well, you know, uh, Missy, I thought they were going to run the ball uh, a lot more and uh, it, it didn't it didn't happen. And especially 
the way James started out. He was uh, he was a running back on fire, and yeah. uh, I, I, I and you know and uh, the 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 move he put on uh, Micah Hyde. Uh, on that 17-yard run that I uh, uh, drew up on chalk talk. Is that talk. when he ghosted him? Yeah, he, he, he the did. The Chuck Foreman Spinneruski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. No, no, that wasn't oh. the Spinneruski. Uh, he spun on, um, I think it was on Levi Wallace. Okay. And, uh, uh, but he ma- he put a move on, and it was, the blo- the play was, blo- it was the 14th straight. It was blocked oh, perfectly. When he, cut, yeah, when, he blocked, yeah. when he came back to yeah, the backside? Yeah, when he came back, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, when... Uh, the the flare pads. You know you know what play that was, sprint right pick. pick. <laughs> Boy, do Zach, we know that one? And Zach Gentry and uh, you know the uh, Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette just picked Lorenzo Freeman and uh, 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 and uh, w- w- Milano. Uh, Manny we, Milano. We once ran that play like three times in a row, Missy, to, to score to and win a game. And in the whole stadium, everybody knew the play was coming against the Cleve Brownies back in, uh, what, 1980, I believe it was. Yeah, it was 80. Yeah. yeah. And it was unbelievable. The people are screaming. <laughs> it was something. And we, we, we scored. Yeah. The finally. Yeah, I'm finally. Fourth down. I'm yeah. fourth down. Exactly. Yeah. Wolf, what's your take on the Steelers' offense last night? I, too, am just like Chalucho over there. Uh, I was – I was really bummed out they didn't run the ball. I thought you could run the ball and get after these guys. Buffalo came in, and they changed up. Right. You were talking about it early, Chalooch, when we were talking, uh, you know, two tight ends, three tight ends, three wides, what have you. Things started to not look like that they had yeah. in the run-up to the game. And I, I thought uh, especially, you know, that defensively we could do a good job on them, and then offensively, and we get our teeth into, you know, uh, some good ground gains. I, I just thought – the way we start off, yeah, and then it just never really materialized right. after yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, you know, um, and uh, when we ran effectively, I, I thought that w- we'd be getting on a roll and and, yeah. and, and keep feeding the ball to uh, uh, James. Right. Uh, and he, uh, you know, uh, Coach Tomlin said that he wasn't on a pitch count, Um but it did look like he was out of pitch count to me. I, I you know, because uh, you know, uh, you know, they brought in Jalen Samuels, they brought in uh, Benny Snell, they brought in Kareth uh, uh, White, White um, and so they they didn't use James. Uh, how many carries did he he have? Uh, he had eight or something. Eight, yeah. eight. and uh, you know, and for forty two yards, five point three average. Keep feeding them. Uh, keep feeding them, and uh, no one else had uh, any substantial st- stats on uh, in the running game. And uh, you know, go with him. You know, I always felt like when you go running back by committee, you know, a horse, a, ze- a zebra is a is a, uh, a horse that was designed by committee. You know what I mean? You get mixed results and unintended consequences. And part of that means some guys don't get enough carries. Some guys never develop a feel. Some guys get too much, what have you. But it's just, I love the feature Nobody back. got too much this no, nobody, last night. No, that's exactly it. Nobody got any. And so I think you get it gets problematic. And you're trying to feed a number of guys. And I, I just don't think it works well. Yeah, I just uh, you do what you got to do, obviously. Yeah, you know, and uh, James Conner, uh, I think you got to, you know, he's uh, a feature guy. You got to let him rip. You got to let him rip. 
They had five running backs active last night, only four defensive linemen. Trey Edmonds was the fifth guy up with James Conner. Maybe it was because of the whole Edmonds brothers, right. uh, the history that could be made there. Uh, but I Trey Edmonds was on the play for one, on the uh, line of scrimmage for one play. Yeah, uh, Mason uh, Rudolph's the only Steeler who did not play yeah, at yeah. all last night. Um, but in terms of Devlin Hodges, uh, just your thoughts on the game plan, uh, the Bills defense, we knew coming in, they are very good, uh, was going to be one of the toughest defenses the Steelers have faced so far. Is it a matter of there's more tape out there of him, Tunch, uh, some bad decisions? What, what do you kind of take away from what he did? You know, um, and I, I really love the duck. He's such a nice kid, but, um, I don't think he's got the arm strength to throw into small windows. Uh, I think uh, his uh, passes hung a little bit, and uh, uh, that's why uh, he had a couple of picks. And, um, I, and I don't know that the duck could bring you back from behind down 21 points and uh, but you know it wasn't we weren't down 21 points but it felt uh, like in, it. in the what's that it felt like it, it. did it did <laughs> yeah. it, it just felt like we, we we weren't clicking and at the end of the game um I was I was pulling for him but I wasn't sure he would be able to overcome uh and uh make the plays to win the game uh I I think you know if uh, you know I I, I respect coach Mike uh unbelievably and so if he chooses to go with stick with duck uh I'm behind him but uh from from my personal standpoint I'd like to see Mason back out there uh Mason's got the arm strength he's got the footwork uh and uh you know I, I I'd like to see Mason as he was in preseason well that would have been nice you know, but we didn't, and and part of the, the the reason the move was made because of the other people in the huddle. So it was, you know, you know the, the the comment Mike Tomlin made, and the problem is, is that when you watch how they were interacting on the sidelines, there was definitely there was something there, and I it's not all on Mason, you know, but you've got to be and able to project that confidence. I mean, how many times have we talked about being in the huddle with Terry Bradshaw? No matter how bad it was. You think this guy can pull it together. Right. He can pull our fannies out of the fire. And I think that maybe some of the guys were, were the body language exuded, what have you, that they they weren't all on board or they were struggling. And I I, I know this with, with Duck, they, they have not lost it. Yeah. All right. He has not lost the huddle. Okay. You remember Cordell? They talked about with Cordell. First couple balls go into the ground. Guys were like, oh, it's going to be a long day. Now, I'm not saying that's the exact sort of sense with with Mason because I think Mason's upside is still there, and I yeah. think he's going to be a good quarterback someday. But right now, in this short term, I think in my mind, I want to see Duck have an opportunity to fight through this because I think what he said afterwards in the game, after the game was important. I'm still the same guy, and I'm going to be the same guy, and I still have confidence. He's not promising anything. He's not – coming out making uh, ridiculous statements or anything like that, but there's a quiet confidence about him that I still like and I would like to have him have that opportunity. Okay, but he threw four picks he yesterday, that, and that's significant. It is. And uh, Mike Tomlin said that if he starts throwing picks, 
uh, and he starts killing us, he's going to yank him. Why did he uh, yank him? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But he maybe, like you, uh, was willing to have him ride it out, but it didn't work. And so, you know, the, the thing I, I – the... Well, let, before we go further, remember that the last two interceptions are a lot different than the first two. Uh, you know what? Interceptions are interceptions, and 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 he didn't, and and it wasn't tip balls from his receivers. They were thrown uh, into coverage. The first one, yeah, he the, threw into double coverage. That's a bad decision. Yeah. he got sawed in half. By the way, by Darian Phillips but, uh, while he's or Jordan w- Phillips. Jordan Phillips, but he drifted to Jordan Phillips if he stood I, he, behind. Pounce. I still got you, but remember, yeah. you got a twist coming. He got hit. Yeah. Regard, regardless. I, 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 okay. I, but he went right into Jordan. He scrambled into Jordan Phillips. I got you. Yeah. But the point is, he still got hit. And yeah. so he made, made right, him, right. maybe a questionable throw. Right. But that was also when Tevin Jones was up the sidelines and about six yards away from the the, the ball action. So I'm wondering, why is he there? Well, that, bringing... that, that, that throw was not to Tevin Jones. That throw was to. I know it wasn't uh, to Tevin Jones. It was to James Washington. Right. But Tevin, if you look at the film, yeah. Tevin was six yards to the inside of James. And to me, I'm like going, uh-oh, yeah. there's a screw-up route. Okay, I think Tevin had a couple of them, unfortunately. Right. I'm not certain, but I'm just wondering why he was there. Yeah. Regardless, that's an interception. The second one was egregious to me. That was behind. That was late. Yeah. And that's outside. And that if was he bad. threw it on the money, uh, uh, White would have had a pick six. It would have been, he would have been perfect. I don't yeah. know whatever. Um, I know this. It was a great job by Matt Filer in covering. Right. Then the, the last two, though, you're pressing for the end zone. And right. that's the difference I'm making. All right, you've got you're trying to make something happen, and you got some young receivers that didn't even try to come back to the ball. Yeah, well, and and you know the one thing that uh, I I think is that the last few weeks, Mason watching has done him wonders. Could be, uh, and I think Mason is ready and he's hungry. Uh, watching him warm up on the sidelines, man, he was just, uh, you know, he was working out his footwork. He was working on throwing the ball. I thought he was going to go in. Um, uh, so I, in that case, I was wrong. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think. Kellen, mark that tape, would you please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the curious thing is, after the four picks, do you think this, the huddle still has confidence in him? I think that the guys are – they still have enough that I don't see the same sort of reaction I saw before. I could be well wrong. Um, I saw the guys lifting him up, picking him up, slapping him on the back. I saw guys yeah. talking to him. Well, that, that, that's, that's you know, the type those, of team this is. Right. Yeah, but I'm still saying encourages. I don't think that uh, anybody right now – you know, and, and it can go either way. Mike Mike could make the choice tomorrow. Right. and. And you know what? If he makes a choice to move, I'm all in. Hey, yeah, let's go, Mason. Yeah, he's a. He's but a, I still, yeah. I still like the opportunity for Devlin to be able to do something. with So this. let me ask you something. Yeah. Would it be more interesting if he chose whoever had the better, the hot hand in practice to, this week? You know that could well be. My only point is, if he's going to make the move. I would like to see him say, it's Mason, and I'm going, and Mason has a full run-up week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think that would be important for Mason. I think that would be foundationally something that gives him that sort of – he's a disciplined guy. Everything about him oh, yeah, is he's, disciplined. He's a film rat. Right. Yeah. And he's everything about – you know, when, even talking to him, even when you go to bed, even when you eat, 
right. it's disciplined, you know. And I think that it gives him a full week and that full run up. That's what I would like. If Mason's going to be the guy, I want to see him go, you know, from the get go. All right. Well, two things here it was not a victory Monday today. So the players were in the building. Interesting to hear if they were told anything in their team meeting. Also, as you said, Coach Tomlin's press conference tomorrow at noon. Maybe we'll hear an announcement. Maybe we won't. At least, you know, he's going to get a lot of questions about it. But much more to talk about in terms of the Steelers quarterback heading into the final two regular season games and the defense when we return here on The Point After. Back to The Point After on DVE. It's disappointing right now. I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you hate to lose, but, uh, you know, I think after after like the first loss, I mean, you know, how you respond is going to define kind of who I am. And, um, I mean, yeah, I'm disappointed right now, but, I mean, I'm not – I mean, a couple of days I'm, I'm not going to be like – I'm still going to be who I am, still going to be confident, still, still know that I can get the job done. Everybody, welcome back inside the DVE studios and to the point after Missy Matthews here with Tunch Ilkin and Craig Wolfley. That was Devlin Hodges after the game yesterday. And Whoop, you touched on uh, liking what he said there in terms of still being the same guy. So uh, what I gathered from our uh, our heat, I won't say heated, our our lovely discussion. That's what brothers do. This, yeah. We, we argue. You know what I mean? Bickering. That's just, yes, bickering. I liked there it. you go. Bickering. Tunch, if he was making the decision, would go with Mason Rudolph right. uh, for the final two regular season games. You would go with Devlin Hodges. So I have to ask, if you give him the start this week, this is your opinion, clearly. Right. Short leash, what what do you do in terms of uh, managing? Oh, short leash, absolutely. I mean, it's all about, okay, let's see how you come out the first several series. Are you able to move the ball? Are you doing the things and making the throws to the hot receivers? Because one of the things I – I, I don't think he was seeing the field well last night. You know, there were certain circumstances where he went with the ball, and uh, there were other guys that were open, you know, whether it was underneath or not. And you look at the, the Kevin Colbert statistic, which is, you know, the average uh, pass attempt thrown, he was only 4.2. I mean, there was nothing down the field really other than a couple of big ones, you know, in the interceptions. But I still, if he has the opportunity, and I think uh, what's the – Who's the nut that's uh, the D.C. the coordinator for uh, Greg Williams? Yeah. He's going to come after him. Right. I mean, he, you look and you, you see. watch what uh, exactly. they did. Uh, uh, Buffalo, they right. rushed six, five, uh, um, a lot. They they walked their linebackers up to the double A gap uh, and uh, uh, dropped them, dropped one, rushed one. Sometimes they rushed both, and uh, they brought guys uh, off the the slot as well. And that would be, I, I, you know, I'm simply looking and going, let's see how you do the first several series. And if not, then, yeah, yeah. you've got Mason. Yeah. yeah, and Duck did say after the game also that he felt like the Bills brought even more pressure than they anticipated knowing what kind of defense they were going. That was the second thing that really bothered me because I thought four sacks, seven quarterback hits, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But instead we got one sack and right. five quarterback hits. You know what I mean? I thought it would be the reverse. I thought we were going to hit Josh Allen a lot more. Yeah, well, you know, when, during the broadcast, I was talking about it. You know, whenever they get in their long situations, they bring their, uh, you know, they want to bring the house. Uh, their, their, you know, their philosophy defensively is uh, when it's third and long, uh, we're going to blitz you and make you go to the hot read, and uh, and we're going to tackle the hot read. Well, clearly they did not want the Steelers to run the ball. They wanted to force Devlin uh, to get uncomfortable. Um, before we stop talking about the Steelers' offense, I want to bring up the Wildcat situation and just what you guys thought in terms of 
maybe trying to go to that last night when things weren't working so well. You know, I, I the, the that the, face was that face. The only wildcat <clears throat> that worked was the first play when James Conner uh, was the wildcat quarterback, and he just uh, rushed straight up like a, it was like a draw, uh, and he gained I think seven yards. Um, the rest of them did not. I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I don't like it. Uh, you know, they if uh, uh, it just didn't work. You the, know, the initial it, stuff, like you said, works. The next level stuff, right? That that requires whether handoff, fake handoff. Finesse. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got a, a a running back playing a quarterback, handing off to a wide, wide receiver, receiver that's a running back mm-hmm. playing a running back. And I think there's just a lot of, you know, it just it just didn't look right. It didn't look smooth, and it, it looked like he was going to pull the ball. You I, mentioned it no. today. It was like when we ran the double reverse on Monday Night Football yes. versus the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. and we hadn't practiced it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it just hadn't. Uh, uh, it, it just didn't fumble. look good. Yeah, yeah, and, I, it, and it started the avalanche. Yeah. I was also surprised it was James Conner because we had seen Jalen Samuels do it right. when they first started it. Remember in that Cincinnati game, whatever week, week four, whatever that was. Um, the, I, I just thought if they were going to use it, that maybe they'd go with Jalen. Well, he did once. They, well, they I, I meant for a majority of them, yeah. not James Conner. Yeah. And that was all precipitated, as you pointed out, by Pouncey's snap. Pouncey rolled, kind of rolled mm-hmm. it back. So right. that kind of created a little it mistiming. Was doomed from the beginning. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So regardless of the quarterback, whoever it will be when we are in New York uh, for week 16, yes, week 16, uh, what does this offense need to do to help support that said quarterback? Well, one of the things I really think would would make me, if I was in that mindset, when I go heavy with the, you know, the, Three tight tackles, tight end. You know what? What's that jumbo set? You got jumbo. You got, yeah, you yeah. got the jumbo, and I, you got to throw something out of that. Yeah, you got you got to be able to create some throwing out of that, just to so that they they at least go. Well, we have seen them throw. Yeah. You know, they you've got to do something more than Johnny Holton is not a guy out there that you sit and I think he's what got one catch. Right now, you think they're gonna that's gonna create any big panic in the secondary? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, in that situation. Well, and when they the when they had three tight ends, they they ran that sprint right pick, and it, it was right. it okay. Was, yes, and yeah. that worked. That was great. Yeah, that right. Do it again. Yeah, you know what I mean. Anything that puts a little bit of air in that ball when you have the jumbo set, so that you can't sit there and go, "All right, let's have just you know a mass meeting at the uh, you know yeah. overloaded side." But picks are legal. <laughs> That's more rub rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rub routes, and, but and uh, sprint right rub. Oh man, it was it was fun to watch. No, no Vance McDonald last night. Zach Gentry got a helmet, caught his first pass. Uh, what did you see from the tight ends last night? Uh Nick Van Vanette. Uh, he was blocking great. He one time threw Shaq uh, uh, Lawson on the ground. He 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 hooked him. And all of a sudden he had he had, he had like Webby. Guy. Yeah, I, I I like Nick Fanette. and uh, uh, he he did a he had a, a couple of really nice blocks, and he had a very very nice uh, a pick on uh, Milano uh, on that sprint right pick. Not that you would know, yeah, right? yeah. not that Milano <laughs> would know. Yeah, and it was the, just a rub. And, and then uh, Zach Gentry hit Lorenzo Alexander and uh, and stopped him dead in his tracks, and then it fell down. 
I liked I liked the catch that Zach his first and only catch I think yeah, it was the last first time. down catch. But he got a first down. He yeah. he knew where to go for the first down marker. Yeah. Hey, way to go, young man. It That's was the good. look in, yeah. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to the Steelers' defense. You knew it was going to be a defensive battle. Everyone's saying it was going to be a low-scoring game, but as we were saying at halftime, it was only 7-3. to three. But I felt, at least, like the Steelers felt like it was way worse. Did you get that vibe, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just nothing was really working offensively. And so the defense was out there a lot. And that was just creating, uh, I think, you know, the, the def- there's one thing the- – if, if one unit is carrying the whole thing, it creates a real drain, you know. And sometimes I always go back to when we were down in Houston and, and John Goodman, you know, came off the field after uh, one of our getting another fumble and, you know, come on offense, let's go. He was so drained because we were doing nothing offensively. Right. And they were out there saving our necks. And it's just, um, you know, they kind of look at you sideways like, can you get something going, please? And this goes back and forth offensively, defensively, but certainly – you had to feel like you've got to do something to take the pressure off the defense. Yeah, and uh, when Webby uh, uh, in the AFC Championship right. game, when uh, Marino was lighting up in the second half, right. and Webby goes, can you slow him down just a little bit? Right, on an 85-degree yeah. day, and yeah. we were going 15-play drives, and they were scoring in three. Yeah, <laughs> and we were back out there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Missy, I didn't think it was worse. I just kept thinking, when are we going to – when are we going to overtake them? When are we going to overtake them? You know, when we, we were winning 10-7, to 7, uh, I was very, very encouraged. I, I thought, whoa, okay, all right, this is it. This is it. But it didn't happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, through the course of the game, you know, this was a game that we were just this close. You know, we, were, we weren't good enough uh, to overtake them, but we were close, and and you know, uh, it was every offensive series. All it was almost like, oh, we're almost close. We're almost close. Then when we fumbled, uh, uh, you know, the the takeaways. You you can't give the ball away five times and expect to win. You can't. I thought for sure after Steve Nelson's interception that that was going to yeah. really help jumpstart right. things. And you're thinking, okay, the Steelers are going to get the ball to start the second half. Obviously, that did not work out in that favor. But as you said, they started hot right. in the second half with James Conner's touchdown. Right. That yeah. was a beautiful drive coming yeah, out. Was, That's yeah. everything you wanted. What killed me was we wasted all that mojo from Renegade and everything else around the <laughs> seven-and-a-half-minute mark when they came out of the break. And, you know, they play Renegade and come out. And what's – I mean, Josh Allen just threw one down there to, to John Brown, I believe it was, wasn't it, to, yeah. over Steve Nelson? Yeah, so he started it was throwing just the like, ball down oh, the field. Oh, yeah. He, he, like you nice, said. Yeah. You know what I mean? The whole point was you said early on, he's going to throw the short stuff, he's going to throw the short stuff, then he's going to go long ball. And he started in the second half, and he, he continued to do so. And yeah, it, and he started, you know, he started completing those yes, long balls. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, one of our video guys, Gerard, was showing me um, leading up to the game, there was a story in The Athletic that the Bills were preparing their players for Renegade. So if you really? watch the video. No kidding. Yeah, if you they watch. They preparing them for, what, how do you prepare for Renegade? They played the song, said you need to embrace it, that kind of thing, be prepared. They always play it later in the game. Um, it's going to get the crowd insane. They're going to get loud, which Steelers fans still did. But if you watch his video, the Bills players are literally dancing to it on their sideline. They're throwing Gatorade towels. They're they're moving back and forth. They were almost hyping themselves up. This was pretty much everybody on their team, not just 
obviously the offense because this is mainly Renegades for the Steelers. Now, out on the field, the guys, did, the guys had their backs to the Renegade yeah, on they, the they, field, they, but they, on they, the sidelines. Side line, the sidelines yeah, where you need to watch. Yeah, they, uh, we can know, show you the video tomorrow. If that's you awesome. Oh, yeah, I want to see it. Uh, um, you know, it, it's funny because uh, when I've heard uh, opposing players interviewed about Renegade, they say we don't we don't look up at the scoreboard. We don't look up at the scoreboard. Well, the Bills sideline was certainly <laughs> embracing and dancing, whether well, they like the song it, or because not. Because it was the defense, right? The, the defense that they don't get intimidated by the other team's right. defense, but the offense. Those guys didn't look up at all. No, they didn't. They they kept their eyes. And... But they knew it was coming, and they they right. They, yeah. they, it's they interesting wanted they to prepare for them it. for it. Yeah, that's I, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's that's almost Belichick maniacal. Yeah. I mean, like Belichick, I could see everybody getting, you know, a, a virtual reality set of goggles and watching Renegade in the stadium rock out, you know, because the way he would over prepare. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty. Did, that's did pretty you good speaking stuff. of Belichick? Do you see that video on Fox that they showed uh, uh, the uh, uh, the production company what they were filming? Yeah, it was all the sidelines. Oh, it was. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I'll that, it, it, it was. I'll only say this: when the guy said to the Bengals security guy or the NFL guy, "Can I, can I delete just delete it. this? I can delete we it. can forget about it." It's yeah. like you know, you rob a bank, you go to the officer, you go, "Oh, here's the money. Let's just forget about <laughs> yeah, this." I wasn't going to take it. <laughs> I wasn't really going to take it. All right. Well, we need to take a break here on the point after we will be back. Much more talk about the Steelers defense. Also need to touch on special teams and hear from Juju Smith-Schuster in the locker room today. We'll be right back. Back to the point after on DVE. Everybody, I'm Missy Matthews with Tunch Ilkin and Craig Woofley here inside the DVE studios. Our last segment taking you until the 8 o'clock hour with the point after here. Recapping yesterday's loss to the Bills, we are talking Steelers defense. And uh, according to the fans, guys, in terms of Pro Bowl voting, so far TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Mika Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, our uh, top Mm -hmm. fan getters, Marquise Pouncey on offense, and Tyler Matakiewicz. Leading the AFC teams. for special teams. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's it. I, I, I like that. Uh, uh, Tyler, uh, man, he he almost makes every tackle. Uh, he is a, he is a stud. Uh, he's a great open field tackler. He 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 doesn't. He plays physical enough, uh, and he doesn't pussyfoot. He just he just makes the play. Uh, you know, he just makes the play, and he doesn't overextend where he misses. He doesn't go for the paya hit and miss, but he's, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he plays under control with a lot of intensity. But he doesn't carry a parachute. He yeah. never pops yeah. a chute. Yeah. You know, and one of those guys who they look so good when they cross the 50-yard line, say, on kickoff, then they magically slow down between the 40 <laughs> and the 20. And that's they a parachute. Make the, yeah, that's what we call popping a parachute <laughs> at that point. Uh, what I love about him, and I like to joke about it, and I have for a little while, is I love to refer to him as the character from Adam Sandler's Bobby Boucher in the water boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, he gets, he gets, I love those intense eyes and he just gets all jacked up. And um, those, those are the guys that are core special teams guys and core hardcore guys. Yeah. I mean, they are, they're just there for the big bang. Man. Right. They yeah. You, you, and, and they don't do this anymore, but uh, when we played oh. special teams, it was a 40 yard headbutt. Yeah, man, you'd run as fast as you can uh, and, uh, you know, when you were the, uh, 
the the wedge, uh, wedge penetrator, wedge buster. You just go pick the wedge guy and you just fly and just headbutt him. And it was, uh, and then all of a sudden you'd get buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last week, uh, I'm sure Danny Smith, very proud of Deontay Johnson and his punt return for a touchdown. What do you think the conversation today was like between Danny Smith and Jordan Berry? Uh, you know what? You know, uh, do, do, you, do you think Jordan uh, missed kick because of the cold? Um, do you think it was the cold? I, 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 I gotta believe there's something there you know i mean you're gonna have a, a an night an he's, off day he's been he's having a it. great season though. Yeah, yeah he's been killing it you yeah. know and so i i think he gets the benefit of the doubt based on the fact he's done such a great job all yeah. year long but will it be acceptable no and danny will let him know that's never acceptable yeah 22 but, yard punts are never yeah, acceptable. never yes yeah. but at the same time you also understand that uh these things do have – it is the human condition. Yeah. You'll have that now and then. Well, you know, um, the one thing that I – you know, I can watch film and pick apart a guy's technique on both sides of the ball, but I can't pick apart a punter's technique. So – but Danny Smith can. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm curious, uh, uh, as they watch the film together – is it the way he, the 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 drop of the ball uh, to the to the foot? Um, is it uh, following through? You know, what, I think it was just a miss hit. You and think it you was a miss hit? I think when he you had go two of them, two two right. miss hits. But you have sometimes you have that. Yeah, you know, and he's like I said, he's been killing it. He's been ripping the cover off the ball, even in practice. He's yeah. been bombing him. I saw one out there the other day. He had like it was seventy five yards on the fly. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, things that fly that far usually come with stewardesses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then you, 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 you want to know. He's been doing it all year. Why didn't he do it this last night? You know, because is it, it's is, a miss hit. But is it, or is it a technique thing? That's well, what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his technique was not yeah, good, and he yeah. he just didn't hit it right. Yeah, you know. Uh, speaking of Danny Smith, sorry, we're going all we're going all all over the place. We can, we need to get touched to bed first of all. He, he's, he's getting he's, he's sleepy. Yeah, he's getting a little bit sleepy. I'm getting sleepy. I'm uh, I'm I'm all ready to go, man. <laughs> you were go. almost asleep in the in the intermission no, here. I'm just I'm just leaning back on these very comfortable recliners <laughs> with your feet up. Yeah. Uh, with Danny Smith, since we were just talking about special teams, I know I mentioned this on the air last night, but a, a big night for William and Mary with. Coach Tomlin, Sean McDermott, they were teammates there. And their head coach from William & Mary, who just retired, Jimmy Laycock, was in attendance to watch them for the first time uh, coaching against wow. each other, which was pretty cool. That is cool. But Coach Laycock let us in on a little secret that Danny Smith was on one of his first staffs at William & Mary back no in the day. No way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he said whenever Danny was with the Redskins and he saw that a special teams job opened up with the Steelers, he even called him and said, Hey, call, call coach Tomlin and put in a good word for me. <laughs> yeah, And then, and then he, uh, when uh, uh, Chuck and Marianne lived in Williamsport, he spent a lot of time with them, uh, with coach Knoll and uh, Marianne. Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yeah. Williamsburg. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But he, but he, but he, he, uh, he pointed. He, he, he was saying that he spent a lot of time with Coach Knoll and really? with Marianne. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, well, Danny, Danny's excellent. Yeah, that Just, guy's a good. That guy's a good guy, Coach. Coach Laycock. He, Coach yeah. Laycock. He was really. Yeah, you could tell he's enjoying his retired life. Right. But, uh, yeah. He's yeah. definitely a football uh, junkie, as Coach Tallin likes to call them. I thought 
uh, he had retired a couple years ago, but he he just retired. This is his first year out. Mm-hmm. And, After uh, 39 years as yeah. the head coach. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 a long time. <laughs> All right, uh, getting back to the Steelers' defense here, um, I want to talk about that one series at the end of the third quarter where Cam Hayward just completely wow. took over, uh, said, no thanks, we're, we're going to give the ball back to our offense now. I love that. You know what? That was in the third quarter with 621. The first one was a from the shotgun, and Josh Allen scrambled to the right guard for six yards. Cam brought him down. Then he beat a trap and and whacked Frank Gore uh, for a no gain. And then he uh, got a, a pass rush on Allen. It was an incomplete pass. I mean, it was just Cam, Cam, Cam. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I love about him. Did he, did he tip the ball uh, on that incomplete? I don't know yeah, if he, he, he could have tipped yeah, the ball. I, think he did. I thought he had the pressure yeah, he, on him he, as well. He, yeah, he, he, he bull rushed uh, 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 the the left right. guard and he tipped the ball. Right. Uh, yeah. The the rains in Spain fall gently on the plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so did Mr. Spain. Yeah. Yes. Quinn uh, Spain. Yes. Uh, the left both. guard. Yeah. But the point being is it was Cam, Cam, and Cam, and it was almost the manifestation of his personality because I heard him barking at the guys on defense and and he is that lightning rod, that guy that really rallies men around him. He's just one of those guys that has that natural leadership qualities. Uh, he carries a, you know, a Joe Green picture in his locker. I think that uh, speaks about what he thinks about leadership right. and where, where it comes from. But, boy, oh, boy, was that a nice trifecta of plays. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was funny that we all celebrated. You know, Billy goes, another play by Cam right. Hayward. And we were just, uh, um, you know, we're describing it, what had happened. And, uh, you know, Cam's been probably the most consistent player on that defense, I would say. M- maybe the most consistent player on the Steelers football team. Could well be. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking on my way over here, and I was remembering that those three plays. I was thinking, you know, T.J. Watt could be defensive player of the year. He gets some nice notoriety there. Bud Dupree is having a Pro Bowl-capable year. You know, Devin Bush has had, uh, you know, he's easily the Steelers' rookie of the year. Uh, could be doing some things there, too. Steve Nelson has done such great stuff. Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick. But the guy... I mean the unquestioned guy of that defense. You don't you don't have to look far. Right, it's Cam. Cam. And the Cam corner is still, locker. Yes, and he is the big time producer there. He is the guy. He is the man. And you can write that down. You know, and and you know the other guy that uh, uh, that you got to mention is Vince Williams. Vinny plays with such passion. Uh, you know, he plays like a man with his hair on fire. Uh, you watch him. Uh, you know the 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 uh, hand signals. They are so exaggerated when he makes a play. Uh, he is so exaggerated. And you know the the one thing about about Vinny that is so good. He has such a feel for the game. He always guesses right. Uh, and you know uh, the last week against Kyler Murray, he was spying and he spied Josh Allen this week. And you know that he has such a great feel for the game. Normally, a spy stays on his side of the line of scrimmage, but uh, you can see Vinny inch up, inch up, and He'll then burst up, right. and then burst up and to make the play. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big Vinny Williams fan. He's uh, he's kind of he's that's why we call him old school. 
Uh, we were talking about this. Uh, Wolf was on the Steelers roundtable with us today, Tunch, and we were saying how, you know. Why is that a roundtable? It's not a roundtable, Missy. I'm serious. <laughs> don't talk to me about it. I, I just host the show. I don't. I had nothing to do with set design. You know, it just it it, it boggles it's guys. It's a semi roundtable. Yes, it's not even semi round. It's like a kidney bean. Yeah, right? exactly. It's a, why would it not be the kidney bean table? Yeah. I mean, because it's not round. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound as good. No one wants a kidney. Yeah, it does. yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> but we were talking about Steve Nelson and Wolf said he felt like we jinxed him this week. Everyone was talking so highly about what a great season he has had. Uh, not a lot of balls thrown on his side. Uh, he did have the interception, though, last night. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, the whole thing about that article was uh, he, he would love to contribute more. He's contributing great. Nobody's throwing at him. They're throwing at Joe Hayden. They're throwing statistically, I think it was one out of every ten, they were throwing it at Steve Nelson and everything. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this is all great stuff, but you know what? It's like, this is just bad juju, bad mojo there, you know what I mean? And there then, when you know it, they're throwing at, at, at Steve Nelson all day. You know, Steve Nelson is never out of position, and uh, he transitions from uh, the man to the ball like Deshae Townsend. Uh, you know, Deshae had an uncanny knack for that. But and this is Steve the first Nelson. game anybody really got after. Yeah, him, yeah. And, you know, uh, and had any success. Yeah. And it's not like he was out of way out of position. No, or anything. he wasn't. Those were, there were yeah. great throws and great catches. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love it. He's never out of position. No, he's, he's terrific. You know, he's going to make uh, – he's going to be there when the – throw is made to I think we got to go back and find the writer and tell him no no more Mm -hmm. can't don't jinx our man to be fair coach Tomlin was asked about Joe Hayden and he was saying you know Joe's just one of those strong veteran guys I'm paraphrasing here but then he said you know the guy on the other side Steve Nelson he's also a low maintenance guy he he's always does always in position so it was kind of like you know coach kind of put that out there a little bit yeah (laughs) well you know you, you the um Coach Mike wanted uh, wanted him to get his uh, attaboys, uh, you know. Well, Joe's and, uh, had all the interceptions. Yeah, lately. and I, and I and I agree with that, uh, you know, because Steve Nelson has very quietly had a very very good year. Yes, he has. And uh, and so you know, uh, Mike was making some noise on his behalf. All right, Juju Smith-Schuster was inactive yesterday. He did do a little bit of a workout uh, during pregame out on the field at Heinz Field today in the locker room. He caught up with the media, so let's take a listen. Just kind of get out there and running around a little bit. Uh, I felt great. You know, I, I mean, I think it's more so like when you're in the environment, you feel a lot much better. The adrenaline that's running through your body, you know, I felt like I could have played, but at the same time, you know, taking precautions, uh, you know, being careful on I'm taking a slow. Did it feel important to you to get out there and kind of show people, hey, I can run my knees, you know, mostly okay? I think it's not my, more so like making like the people or like the, the fans happy. It seems more so for myself and, you know, getting out there and working on my condition and, you know, moving around and, you know, getting a workout in for the game. All right, that was Juju today in the locker room before the uh, Steelers team meeting, and he said there, I felt like I could play after doing a little bit of a pregame warm-up at Heinz Field, talking about just the energy there. Um, The full interview is up on Steelers.com if you want to take a listen, but when pressed about will you be able to go against the Jets, he just said we'll see. Going to take it easy this week, uh, go through practice and see what happens. But how big would it be? If the Steelers' offense could get 19 back. Well, it'd be huge. It would be huge. If he can come back yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, if he could come back uh, strong. Um, I don't know. He looked hobbled last week. He did, he wasn't running like Juju was run, like 
we the juju we're used to. So, um, you know, you got to make sure that's healed up, and uh, and then if uh, if it's healed up, uh, get him out there. But you know, he was wearing that brace, and that brace looked like it was slowing him down. Looked like one of those braces circa our years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was one of yours. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Those things were huge. They were dinosaur braces back yeah. in the day, man. Yeah. But you know what? Juju, obviously Juju would be great if we can get him back at, at a good, strong level where he's able to route run and contend for the ball and do all those things. Uh, he's desperately needed. Um, but the fact is, if that knee isn't right, that's one of the things you don't want to put him out there where he's he could tear it up. Right, so no Juju yesterday, no Vance McDonald uh, in terms of injuries, uh, just going through those. Coach said there was none that popped up from the game. So, again, tomorrow's his press conference at noon. We will learn if there are any new ones uh, or what the plan is this week for Juju. But uh, before we have to end here tonight, everyone will see Le'Veon Bell on Sunday. Wow. Are you guys giving him a hug? Are you saying hi? Are you oh, – what, what no are you going to do? See- you know, I, I I I never gave him a hug when he was yeah. here. <laughs> all right. It's not like we're not, all not that, that friendly with him. Not that I I I, yeah. I, I didn't like him. I right. just we we, he, we never you know were friends. Like uh, you know, Wolf and I are, are, are buddies with a lot of the guys and mostly offensive linemen. You know, Ramon really and pounce. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know the which guys we could we, have had a couple the, of the free pouncey sweatshirts. Yeah, the guy <laughs> maybe <laughs> some seven layer lasagna for yeah. Ramon, whatever. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> but, no, it'll be interesting to see how it all comes down. All right. Well, it is the Steelers at the Jets next – this Sunday, I should say. I forgot what day it is. At 1 p.m., two regular season games left. A lot on the line for the Steelers if they want to make it to the postseason. For Tunch and Wolf, I'm Missy. Thanks for joining us tonight here on The Point After. We'll see you next Monday at 7 p.m.